The Fourteenth Amendment. The Fourteenth Amendment, proclaimed ratified in 1868, was never legally adopted. Yet it is the basis for contemporary court decisions and governmental practices which are shattering the foundations of our free society. This illegal appendage to our organic law has been used by the Warren Court in recent years as authority for decisions which, if permitted to stand, will complete the destruction of our republic. Misinterpretation of the illegal 14th has caused such legal confusion as to render our system of constitutional law almost meaningless, even if the courts were restrained from further misinterpretations. Congress should resubmit the 14th Amendment for legal ratification or rejection. I believe the people would reject it because we cannot restore constitutional government until the 14th Amendment and all its progeny are abolished. That is a summary of my report on the 14th Amendment. The full report after a message from my sponsor. The 14th Amendment to the Constitution, proclaimed ratified in 1868, was never legally adopted. Yet it is the basis for contemporary court decisions and governmental practices which are shattering the foundations of our free society. Congress should resubmit the 14th Amendment for legal ratification or rejection. I do not think we can restore the American constitutional republic until the people compel their Congress to take such action. Hence, I offer a brief review of the incredible history of the 14th Amendment. Throughout the war between the states, 1861-65, President Lincoln maintained that the American Union was indivisible, that the war was being fought not to abolish slavery, but to suppress rebellion, which threatened to dismember the Union, and that once the rebellion was suppressed, the Union of all states would exist exactly as before hostilities. The day hostilities ended, therefore, the southern states were constitutionally entitled to their full representations and rights in the National Congress. The federal government could not legally lay down conditions for readmitting the southern states because, according to the doctrine of Lincoln and the decision of war, they had never left the Union. Lincoln was assassinated April 14, 1865, five days after Lee's surrender. But Lincoln's successor, President Johnson, quickly carried out Lincoln's plan of reconstruction. In each Confederate state, Johnson appointed a temporary governor to maintain order while the people of that state held elections and formed a new state government. Persons entitled to vote in these elections were those who had been qualified to vote prior to the Civil War and who took an oath of allegiance to the Union. By mid-July 1865, all Confederate states except Texas had thus established legitimate governments. And all of them, except Texas and Mississippi, acting as states in the Union, had ratified the 13th Amendment abolishing slavery. When Congress convened in December 1865, the radicals in control refused, however, to seat representatives and senators from these Confederate states. Thus, that Congress was illegal because it denied representation to states constitutionally entitled to it. In June 1866, the illegal Congress considered proposing the 14th Amendment. The vote on this proposal failed to pass in compliance with the constitutional requirement that two-thirds of both houses must approve a resolution proposing a constitutional amendment. Nonetheless, the radical leadership of Congress arbitrarily declared the 14th Amendment resolution enacted and submitted it to all states for ratification, including the Confederate states, which had been denied representation. Ten Confederate states and four northern states rejected the proposed 14th Amendment. 
So Congress passed a law abolishing the ten Confederate states, setting them up as military districts under army dictatorship with the proviso that when they ratified the 14th Amendment, they would be admitted to the Union as states. Although the Constitution provides that only states already in the Union can ratify an amendment and gives Congress no power at all to meddle in state decisions to amend or not to amend the Constitution. Army bayonets escorted illiterate Negroes and white carpetbaggers from the North and from foreign countries to the Poles, keeping Southern whites away. Only Northerners, foreigners, Negroes, and Southern scalawags were permitted to hold office in the Reconstruction governments thus formed. When Southern states sought judicial relief, the Supreme Court refused because the Radical Congress had threatened to abolish the Supreme Court if it handed down any decisions favorable to the South. By July 20, 1868, six of the Confederate states thus reconstructed had ratified the 14th Amendment. Meanwhile, however, two northern states had changed their minds. Their sense of decency outraged by the monstrous procedures, the legislators of New Jersey and Ohio had withdrawn their former ratifications and had rejected the proposed 14th Amendment. This meant that even with the six Confederate ratifications made at gunpoint, there were not enough ratifications to meet the constitutional requirement that three-fourths of all states must ratify a constitutional amendment. But on July 21, 1868, Congress declared the 14th Amendment ratified anyway. This illegal appendage to our organic law has been used by the Warren Court in recent years as authority for decisions which, if permitted to stand, will complete the destruction of our republic. In the school segregation decision of May 1954, for example, the Supreme Court, using the 14th Amendment as its authority, assumed the power to change the meaning of the Constitution in order to make a decision which the court desired. In the Monroe case decision of February 1961, the court held that the 14th Amendment gives certain individuals right to bypass the normal processes of law in state courts and to bring cases against state and local officials directly in federal courts. Dissenting in this Monroe case, Justice Frankfurter said, the Supreme Court's decision completely eliminates the constitutionally reserved rights and responsibilities of all state and local governments. In the Baker v. Carr case of March 1962, the Warren Court held that the 14th Amendment gives federal courts power to control the apportionment and districting of states for purposes of state and local elections. This decision voided the laws of Tennessee, but 26 other states were also indirectly involved. This decision, giving the federal government power to regulate the composition and representation of state legislatures, makes state governments mere branches and tools of Washington authority. In the New York School Prayer case of June 1962, the Supreme Court used the 14th Amendment as authority to reverse the meaning of the First Amendment. Whereas the First Amendment prohibits the federal government from interfering with the free exercise of religion, the Supreme Court used the First Amendment as reinforced by the 14th as authority to outlaw the free exercise of religion. The destructive effect of these and other recent Supreme Court decisions will grow and multiply. The Constitution gives Congress authority to prohibit the court 
from accepting appeals in cases involving matters which, by the clear terms of our Constitution, are beyond federal jurisdiction. The public should strive to elect a Congress which will take such action. But even if this were done, we would still have the legal chaos which illegal Supreme Court decisions have already caused. Eisenhower's invasion of Arkansas with military force in 1957 and Kennedy's occupation of the city of Oxford, Mississippi are fruits of the Supreme Court's decision of May 1954. A frightful number of public school systems in the United States have already eliminated all recognition of God in the classrooms as a result of the Supreme Court's New York prayer case decision. The most fundamental of states' rights, the right of representative government free of outside interference and domination, has already been abrogated in Tennessee by the 1962 Baker v. Carr decision and is threatened in 26 other states. Misinterpretation of the 14th Amendment, which is not a valid part of our Constitution, has caused such legal confusion as to render our system of constitutional law almost meaningless even if the courts were restrained from further misinterpretations. Obviously, we need to eliminate the 14th Amendment and all the fruits of it. Get rid of the amendment and nullify all court decisions, executive actions, administrative regulations, and laws based on it. But how? Congress could enact a resolution proposing repeal of the 14th Amendment. But this would be tacit recognition that the amendment is now legal. Moreover, this vital question should be resolved not by some branch or agency of government, but by the people themselves. Congress should enact a resolution resubmitting the 14th Amendment for legal ratification or rejection. If the people want the 14th Amendment and all that it has produced, they could persuade three-fourths of the state legislatures to ratify it legally. I believe, however, that if given a chance, the people would tell their state legislators to reject the 14th Amendment. Large numbers of Americans are coming to realize that unless the 14th Amendment and all its progeny are abolished, we will not, no matter, no matter what else we may do, restore constitutional government in the United States. The meaning of constitutional government is that the government must be bound by the contract, the Constitution, which created the government. If public officials can change the Constitution, which they are sworn to uphold and obey, as they have been using the 14th Amendment as authority to do, then we actually have no Constitution. The law of the land becomes whatever officialdom wants it to mean on any particular day. We are at the mercy of a judicial oligarchy, which today can say that the Constitution and the laws mean one thing, but tomorrow can decide that they mean something else. That kind of chaos has already been created in our whole system of constitutional law by Warren Court misinterpretations of the illegal 14th Amendment. I know of no way to remove this confusion except by removing the basis of it, the 14th Amendment. This is a decision, however, that should not be made by Congress, but should be made by the whole people acting through due constitutional process, through process as prescribed in the Constitution. Goodbye. God bless you. For a printed copy of this broadcast, send 25 cents to Dan Smoot, Dallas 14, Texas, and ask for 386, the 14th Amendment. Six copies, one dollar.